Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I am so excited to talk with Linda Perkins today, who is the founder of the amazing project, literally spreading love all around the globe with 37 Vibrations. Linda Linda worked in film and television production for over a decade before she realized that she wanted to create and write her own stories. So this project, 37 Vibrations, is a melding of different ways of storytelling. And it's just probably one of the coolest movements that I've ever heard of in my life. (laughs) And I'm thrilled to be a part of it. I'm proud owner of bottle number 13, which will tell you a little bit more about what that means in a little bit. But um, I'm part of the wave and I couldn't be happier. So um, I will let Linda give you kind of more of the background about that. But thank you so much for stopping by Wonderland today. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Yay. Okay, cool. Well, let's jump right in then. Um, Why don't you go ahead and tell us your story and a little bit about how you decided to start this movement um, with 37 Vibrations and um, what exactly the movement is. Well, um, so as you said, I was working in film and television and I was working sort of on the more managerial side as an assistant director and I just realized I needed to do something more creative in my life. So I kind of took a big leap and quit the business and have been trying to figure out what to do. And I've taken a bunch of writing classes. And um, one day I was just struck by the cap on a bottle of coconut water that I was drinking. And it said happiness in a bottle. And I just thought, wow, I could put anything in this bottle. And it already says on the cap that there's happiness in there. And so I started collecting the bottles, not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. And then suddenly my cupboard was overrun with these empty bottles. And I realized I had to sort of figure it out fast. And it just struck me, like, why not fill them with love stories and spread that kind of love around the world? Oh, my gosh. That just makes it like gives me chills. It's such a it's such an amazing project and just such a creative idea that I I really, really love it, and, and it definitely really resonates with me. So thank you for giving the world um, happiness in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about the name and why the, the significance of 37 and, and all that? Yes. So as I started this project, um, it was just kind of a word-of-mouth thing, and I would just mention to people that I was collecting love stories and sort of spontaneously I would get them from people, which was pretty amazing. And after I had collected maybe 10, um, I had no amount in mind, but I watched this Ted talk 
where a conductor was talking about music, and he mentioned that the difference between what we consider to be a happy note and a sad note is only 37 vibrations per second. And that struck me so much. I just thought, wow, that's it. Like, only 37 vibrations per second between happiness and sadness. And so I decided, why not collect 37 love stories and see what that vibrational effect is on the world? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So walk us through. Let's zoom the lens um, back a little bit. And so walk us through, like, when the project started and to where it is now and kind of how that um, – how it's transformed and kind of what's come about so far. So the project launched on June 18th and at the launch, we sent out the first five love stories. I thought that was kind of a good first amount, like a a taste of the variety of love stories you can get um, with this project. And my thought was, you know, I want to give them to people who I know who've been referred to me because I don't want them to get lost or misplaced or, you know, just sort of fallen by the wayside because each story is just so special um, and it needs to be treated as a special thing. So I sort of handpick who the bottles go to and then from there, those people pass it on as they also see fit. Um, what has been interesting is that I kind of pictured that, you know, someone would take it and, you know, upload a photo with it and then pass it on. But so many people have kind of held on to them and have done these amazing photo essays with them and have traveled with them and have, you know, just really sat with the story and, um, you know, taken a real, interest in the in the bottle and the story itself and a lot of times they stay with people for quite some time which I love I love that it's doing something I hadn't expected um and I love that each week as two new ones go out there's this newness with the first ones and then you can check in on where the first bottles that were launched have been so bottle one for example went on this amazing cross-country trip I mean it just dotted the whole United States with with stops. It was amazing. I think that's really fun. I think that's my favorite thing about it. I mean, my bottle's gone with me to the farmer's market and to the movies and and all over. And I still have so many pictures I haven't even shown you, but, but I think in our, um, and that's why your website is so great with it, which, um, you know, we'll definitely have the link below and people will be able to see and, and can really watch these stories. It's really cool. But, but also that's what social media allows us to do so easily. And, and the whole blog world, which obviously I'm interested in, really allows us to connect, and we are becoming such a global society. And I think this is um, the perfect type of project to. There's a certain amount of connection that you can get in the internet, and that's great. But I think physical connection and something physical that you can touch and hold in your hand, like a bottle 
is is really cool and there's something to be said for snail mail and and getting a bottle as great as the internet can be but um, is that something that you had considered when you started this that it would be something tangible and not just something that would go out as like an email newsletter yes actually that initially that's only what I thought it would be. I, I kind of envisioned leaving the bottles around town and just letting them go. But then I realized that that would hit such a small audience. And as I gathered these stories, I was just blown away by how amazing each one was. And that's what gave me the idea to do the website was because I wanted to expand the audience so that anyone could go on the website and read the story and see where it's traveling around. Um, not just the person who has the bottle physically, which is an amazing experience also. I, I love that duality of the project, that there's this sort of virtual life it has and there's the, the actual physical life it has. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's, that's really cool. It can connect so many people together, especially you know once you've had a bottle to see where it goes or even if you don't have a bottle or, or whatever, it's 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 really cool and it yeah it gives me me chills just talking about it but i guess let's get um back into you and 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 with these love stories when you started to um compile them and 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 find them you said that they were just started to come to you because probably you were in line with something that you were supposed to be doing so things kind of just lined up in that way like they like they so often do but um can you talk about that a little bit and how just kind of the the universe supported this and how when you started this project, maybe if you had some fears or some things that you weren't sure about, how you kind of combated that just to kind of give that as advice to someone else going through that? Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that. Um, I have started a few creative projects that have kind of stalled and this one never stalled and that's how I knew it was the right thing because it just kept going forward. So I, yeah, it, it all started with me just sort of casually mentioning, oh, I think I want to do this and very quickly I got a few stories and then I would make a point of mentioning it at parties or standing in line somewhere and I got a few stories that way and then I posted it on Facebook and I got a few stories that way and then once that kind of stalled because there there were moments when I got a little frustrated, like, wow, I'm never going to get the 37 stories. And then I decided to start doing the website. So that took time working with my web designer. And then the stories would come back. And there was this amazing ebb and flow of giving me space when I needed to do something else. And then when that was finished, the stories would come back again. So it it really has been this amazing synchronicity, including giving out the stories, because I don't have a list of people I'm sending them to. It just kind of comes organically each week. Either someone will pop into my head or someone will say to me, oh my God, I'd love to get a bottle. And, and they have been just given to the people who need them. It's amazing how the stories kind of match up with the person who receives them. Mm, that's amazing. Like me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so this is the, the question I'm really dying to ask you. So where do you see the project going? What is your um, ultimate vision for it? 
Well, I love the idea of spreading love out in the world. It's just something that kind of really touches me to the core. And, you know, I, sometimes I look around and I, or I hear, you know, the news, it's all about money and politics and greed and war. And I just think we need to kind of balance this with love. And I know it's kind of this, you know, altruistic idea, but I just kind of love this ripple effect. Not in Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I love that idea. And I I honestly don't really know where it's going to go. I would love to do a second series of 37 stories. um, And I might start, you know, looking into into getting some of those going. Um, But yeah, right now it's just kind of interesting to me to see where these bottles are because, I mean, one just landed in Australia. They're really going all over the world. They've been in Europe, um, you know, in Greece and Denmark and England and France. Um, one apparently is on its way to Switzerland, um, all the way across the United States. And I don't know, there's just something beautiful to me about knowing that all of these stories are out there and traveling around and touching people's lives. Um, and I, I don't really know. I mean, I would love for a book to come out of it. I think it would be a really beautiful book, uh, to have the, the stories and the photos of where the bottles have been. So I don't know. I'm, I kind of like, again, leaving it up to the universe and, and seeing what happens. Mm, I love that. I can't wait for the book. And <laughs> I think, um, I think that's the best way to do anything. And it's just what you said there, leave it up to the universe and see what happens. And I think, um, that's, a principle I decide to use in my life um, completely, 100%. And um, and this quote is just like sticking out in my mind right now, and I'm just like feeling compelled to say it, but it, it, there's this Yogi Bhajan poem, um, Patience Pays, and he says in there, um, if you need a million things, a million things will reach you. And I just think that is so powerful and so true to this project because, um, like you said, you know, when there weren't bottles for a while, you or there weren't stories coming in for a while, you were worried and then something else had your attention and then they came. And, and, it, and everything that you needed reached you for this project because it was in line with your purpose and what you were supposed to give the world, which is this great gift of love. So I think um, if you can apply those principles to anything in your life, um, I think that's that's really ideal. So is that something that that you do? And in, in your like, just to get personal now, is this kind of a principle that you use in your entire life? You know, I try, but it is it is a struggle for me, and I think that's why this project is giving me such a gift because I definitely have control issues. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's really hard for me to just do something and see, just see where it goes or to have no end game with it. Um, and even with handing out the bottles at the beginning, I sent out an email to a bunch of friends, would you be interested? And I made a list of the people who were, and I had a flow chart of like who would get which bottles and when they wanted it. And within five minutes, the whole chart just exploded because it just doesn't work that way. Um, and in that sense of just here, have this bottle and I, I trust that you'll do the best thing with it. And then having no control over 
where it goes or what happens or how long someone holds on to it or, you know, if if they don't really log it in. You know, there are a couple that are kind of just out in the ether right now. But then I just have to take a deep breath and remind myself that it's doing what it needs to do and I can't push it. And, you know, some amazing experiences have come out of it. So I really am trying to learn from this. I know this is a long answer to your question. No, not at all. I think it's really really a lesson in letting go. It's a huge lesson in letting go. And it's an amazing lesson in letting go. It's, It's really been so helpful and healing to me. Do you have a favorite bottle or a favorite story? You know, it's funny. A lot of people have asked me that, and I have such a love for each story. It's almost like, you know, asking someone to pick their favorite child. Right, right. Um, And, you know, if you told me your favorite story, I would say, oh, yeah, I love that one. And then, you know, it's like every story I think of has such a special something about it that I really... I love each one and I love the diversity. I love that love comes in all of these forms that no two stories are alike. Um, And that wasn't even by design. This is just what people told me. And I never had, had this feeling of like, Oh yeah, I've heard this one before. Right. They're just so fun to read and they're just, it's just such a cool project. I'm just, I'm so psyched to be sharing it with, with all my readers right now, just cause it's so cool. So such a cool project comes from such a cool lady. So let's talk a little bit more about you and your daily life and your um, and who you are really and how being how creativity drives you. So um, right now, what are you most excited about in your life? And what is one thing that you're afraid of but you're doing anyways? Wow, um, I think those two things are kind of entwined for me. Because what really excites me is writing, and what really scares me is being able to support myself as a writer. And I think that's a very typical place for a writer to be, but um, I really love words, and I love creating stories, and it's, it's just something that makes me so happy. And so, again, I'm just trying to put it out there in the world and, and hope that something great comes from it. And it will, but but it is scary. It's, you know, it's kind of like this big leap of faith of quitting a career that, you know, I was doing well in, but just wasn't happy. And now I'm really happy, but, you know, looking for a way to support myself. So, you know, it is, it is always that balancing act. I wouldn't change it at all. I wouldn't go back. Um, I, I'm really happy with my decisions, but yeah, that is, that is the daily niggling fear. (laughs) What advice would you have for other people, um, wanting to make a career shift, but scared to take that initial plunge? You know, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I, I think in a way I'm a risk taker and I know that's not for everyone, and I think you really have to follow, follow your heart and follow your inner voice. And, you know, I know this is the right thing for me to do. And it's not the right thing for everyone. Um, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't say, yeah, hey, everybody, go quit your job. <laughs> uh, 
Um, cause that's not a, a feasible thing for everyone. But, um, I do think, you know, when you do settle down and, and really just listen to yourself and see what it is that will make you happy, those things bubble up to the surface. So I guess that would be more my advice. That's awesome. So now that you've shifted careers and you're, um, you are a writer and your, your days are sort of unstructured, how do you stay motivated and stay productive? And um, do you have any routines or tips for writers or people who are um, having to motivate themselves? You know, it's funny because I read a lot about writers and advice that they give. And a lot of it is about, you know, doing something the same time each day, sitting down, trying to write. And that honestly does not work for me. Me either. Good. (laughs) Um, And I realized that I do so much working out of stuff in my head. And I have to really recognize that and honor that. And, you know, I could walk around my apartment for hours and it looks like I'm just, you know, moving stuff around or, or doodling or, you know, not doing really anything productive, but there's so much going on in my head. And then suddenly I'll just sit down and I'll be able to write for two hours straight. So I, I think that you have to really look at how you work and really recognize what you're actually doing, not what it looks like you're doing. Yes, I adore that advice. And I think that that is amazing because I'm the same way. And I would get really wrapped up around people saying, you know, the first hour of your day, you have to sit down, you have to get it out the first thing in the morning. So I would try that and I would do it and it just didn't feel right. And I had inspiration coming out of my eyes, you know what I mean? Out of every orifice of my body, you know? And it's like, I just have to, sometimes I do my best writing in the notes on my iPhone or this little journal I carry around. So, I mean, I think inspiration comes everywhere and we just have to be ready for it whenever it's going to hit. And that might be while I'm folding laundry or while I'm talking with you, but, you know, as long as you um, have some time to get that out, it's going to, it's going to be able to come out of you. So yeah, I think sticking I totally, to one sorry. person's advice is just not feasible for everybody. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. I think it that's exactly it. It's like, you know, that that inspiration is in you, and when it pops out, you just have to be ready. Um, you know, and I think when I watched that Elizabeth Gilbert TED Talk, that struck me so much when she was describing the poet. I believe her name is Ruth Stone. And how she would be out in the fields working and suddenly she would hear her poem rolling across the plains and she would have to run back into her house to get her pen and paper. And sometimes the poem passed by and she missed it. And sometimes she'd grab it by the tail and she'd write the poem out completely backwards. Oh, my God. I love that. That is so cool. It reminds me of... um... I, I heard that Wayne Dyer, like, when he's writing a book, and he's written, like, what, like, 10 million books at this point, he um, always asks for the jacket of the book to come in, and he'll put that jacket up on his bulletin board because, in his mind, the, the book is written. Like, he just has to type it up. Like, the book is already – it just has to come through him. And I think that's, like, the testament of a good writer is it's all there. And, and I know sometimes for me, you know, I'm I'm a writer too, and – And sometimes what I'll do is, like, I'll just put down, 
you know, if I just do a free write or I write in my journal or I see something that inspires me, if I just put down a couple lines or a few bullet points, like I'll be prompt and I can go for days. And sometimes I come back to those bullet points or prompts and sometimes I don't, but at least they're there and I kind of have that stock of like, what to do on a day that I'm not inspired. And I think that's a really big help for me. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Find what works for you. And, you know, the other piece of advice I would give is don't be afraid to write a really terrible rough draft. And I think that's what stopped me for a long time, too. I wanted the first thing that I wrote to actually look good. But when you write something, it gives you something to sort of push against or pull out. And you can find that one sentence in that, you know, three pages that's great that actually might be what starts your story instead. Um, so, you know, that, that I think is a really important thing to do is just when you can sit down and write, just write it and know that rewriting it and working it is, is part of the whole writing process. Yeah, I think that that's, that's huge. And I think for me, like I tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist so I can take a really long time going through something and, and getting it out. And I've just kind of released that and I just go. And then I, the thing that I'm kind of struggling with now is that sometimes it's tough for me to, I fall in love with everything I write. And so editing is really tough for me. It's almost like I don't, I almost need, and I guess that's why there's editors and somebody else to just do it for you. But um, do you have any advice of like, really weeding through what you've written and getting that those golden nuggets out of it and being able to release some of the stuff that doesn't need to be there. Well, you know, it's funny. I just started a with a, two friends of mine and I just started a writing group and that's been really helpful because we have deadlines now that we decide what we're going to bring to show each other every two weeks. And What's been good about that is getting other people's eyes on it, and then it gives you a perspective on what you're writing. So I think that's really helpful is when, you, when you're stuck with what you don't know to pull out, find a trusted friend to read it who can maybe give you a little advice. Like this part was really interesting to me, and this part, you know, it, I, I didn't resonate with so much. And I think that's really helpful way to then go back and see it with fresh eyes. Yeah, absolutely. So sticking with like the deadlines of, um, of having the writer's group and, and setting your own kind of boundaries for your day, do you tend to start your day with um, a type of morning routine that kind of sets things off on the right foot for you? You know, I, honestly, I'm not much of a morning person, so my mornings are really kind of about taking it slowly and, you know, really nourishing myself first and then just sort of seeing what thoughts come up and, and what I'm ready to do. So sometimes I'll just feel like, oh, I've got to get out of the apartment and I'll go, you know, grocery shopping or take a walk or something and, and let those ideas mull around in my head in a physical way or go to a yoga class or something like that. But um, sometimes I'm, I'm feeling much more settled and quiet and can just come and, and slowly work something out. So I don't have a set routine. I really kind of 
try to let myself do what I feel like I need to do rather than forcing myself to do something that I feel won't come out. I love that. I actually just wrote um, a post about the importance of morning routines and I was the point of it was that the only thing that has to be consistent about the morning routine is that you love it 100%, you know, because you're not going to do it unless you really enjoy it. So um, I think for me, you know, I used to get wrapped up with, um, you know, doing the same thing every day, starting my day on the right foot, which I do think is really important, starting your day on the right foot for sure, but it doesn't have to be the same every day. I can do something different Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as long as it's they're all good things, you know? So I think that that's, that's really crucial. And I like that your story mirrors that as well. Yeah. And I think there's something really kind of special about, you know, in that creative process, actually not doing the same thing every day. I think yeah, that, mm. that maybe doesn't marry so well with the creative mind. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, that I never thought about it that way. That's, that's because it kind of gives me some perspective on like why, that didn't work for me. And I was so frustrated with myself about not being able to do a morning routine. But I think it's just because I'm so creative and that makes me feel better about it. Um, What about in the evening? What do you do to kind of end your day and and wrap up? Because I notice for me sometimes, just as it may be difficult to um, get motivated and get started in the morning, sometimes once you are on a roll or you are like inundated with inspiration or if you're not a writer, if you're just a a work, or if you do something else, you know, inundated with work or whatever, um, how do you shut down and um, know when to stop and relax for the evening? You know, I have to say that's probably my weak point because I am more of a night person and I do tend to just keep doing and doing and doing rather than just realizing how tired I am and stopping and going to sleep. Um, and that's something I'm really trying to work on trying to, you know, stop earlier, go to bed earlier. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something I definitely struggle with. I, you know, I will say in my better moments, I will read in bed before going to sleep. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one of my struggles. No, I'm the same way. And I, I would argue to say that that kind of goes back to what you were saying about the morning routine and that it, that it needs to be different. And I think for creative people, um, we do tend to be night people and it, and sometimes stopping that inspiration, um, isn't the best thing. And I think too, that that's okay. Sometimes, you know, definitely giving yourself breaks. And, um, I think it's really important as a writer, whatever you do to take care of your body and nourish your body with, um, food and exercise and, whatever, because you're not going to be able to do the great work or be creative unless you are keeping yourself healthy. So I think that's super important. But that being said, sometimes um, when the creativity hits, that that's just kind of how the chips fall and to just kind of honor that and, and not beat yourself up for it, I think is really important. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm lucky in that sense too, that I can then let myself sleep in the next morning if I'm up too late the night before. So you know, that, that is definitely a gift of being on my own schedule. Yeah, and just the way that you've designed your life, it, things have lined up that way for you. So I think I think that's really cool. So um, of all of the things, all the, the projects in your life and all the things going on right now, what are you most excited about for the rest of this decade of your life? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, the rest of this decade. I don't know. I just, I just am excited about putting my projects out there. I think that's been one of, one of the humps for me was getting this project, this 37 vibrations project launched and out there. And now it's given me that, that courage to go ahead and, and do other things. So I have a couple other projects that I want to, you know, slowly start getting together. But yeah, I guess in the next decade, I'd like to see a lot of my projects out there. I love that. And staying with that theme of advice, what advice um, from your youth or, or advice that you have now would you give your 80-year-old self? Huh. What would I give my 80-year-old self or what would she give me? Why don't you tell us both? <laughs> I guess if I were to look back on my life... um. You know, at that point, all the risks you've taken have been taken and you see the results of it. So I think it would be just have the courage to walk into that dark room, have the courage to jump over that big hole because, you know, you will get through to the other side. It might not be what you expect, but, you know, that's, it's a risk worth taking. It's, it's worth moving forward. Um, and I don't know. I just, I hope I'm a really cool, wise, awesome old lady. <laughs> oh, you will be. I can already tell. That's amazing. I love that. Um, so staying with that, what advice now would you give your 20-year-old self? Ah, that is easy. That would just be like, you know, don't, don't get bogged down by what you think other people think of you. I think that was my biggest thing. The biggest thing that held me back in my twenties was, you know, trying to fit in and trying to fit in and trying to do what I thought other people thought was normal or right or cool. And, you know, I, I really would encourage anyone to just be unique, be yourself and, and be a trailblazer. Be authentic. I think you feel so much better when you're authentic. And I think I would even argue to say that when you're authentic, it's almost impossible to be unhappy. And I think that's really cool. I couldn't agree more. I just think it is so important to do things that you like. I mean, I wanted to write since I was a kid, you know, and definitely in high school. And I remember just being scared away from it by people who said, Oh, how do writers ever make money? And I just yeah. thought, oh my God, okay, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't do that. Um, and then, you know, here I am 20, 30 years later doing that exact thing that I wanted to do. So yeah, that would be my biggest advice is if this is your passion, go for it. I love that. That's amazing. Oh, that's perfect. Um, so the name of this blog is The Wellness Wonderland, as you know. So this is a question that um, I definitely want to ask you. What does that mean to you? What is living in a wellness wonderland, and what does that mean to you? Well, 
It's funny because Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorite stories. And even on all of my bottles in the project, there's the read me tag, which is mm-hmm. mirroring the drink me tag. I know. I, I thought that ex- <laughs> right when I saw it, because obviously I love it too. <laughs> so a wellness wonderland is just amazing. It's like you go down that magical hole and everything in your in your world is good for you. I think it's just an amazing kaleidoscopic land. I, I want to live there. <laughs> you can, you can, you can visit whatever you want. You can come Excellent. back to Wonderland all the time. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, now I have some rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. Okay. So just say the first few things that come to your mind or whatever you feel inspired to say. <laughs> okay. No rules in Wonderland. <laughs> So, okay, favorite movie? Oh, The Lady Eve. Favorite book? That's a tough one. I am a book hoarder. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite books is uh, The History of Love. Mm, Cool. Um, Favorite blog? You can say mine if you can't think of one. Absolutely, the Wellness Wonderland. <laughs> I um, do. You know what I do? I also love Post Secret. Oh, that's a good one too. That's really cool. That is a really cool project. Um, favorite song. Favorite song. I I can't say as I have one honestly. It's okay if you think of one after the call. You can let me know and I'll post it below. <laughs> okay. Favorite color? Right now, um, I would say like lavenders. Mm, pretty. I love a good lavender. Yeah. Um, where and when were you the happiest? You know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I would say this is where I was happiest, but I would say that a, a really profound experience I had once was standing on the edge of the desert in Egypt. And it was just this moment where I felt like everything just fell away. And I could easily have just walked straight ahead without knowing when I would come back. It was this really profound feeling of peace and adventure and and the unknown that it almost scared me. I just thought, oh my God, if I take a step, I'll disappear. <laughs> Wow, that's such a cool story. So what is your favorite place that you've traveled to? Would it be Egypt? Talk to that us was, a little bit about that. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Um, you know, I went there over 20 years ago, so it was a very different place then. But I I found that to be so magical and amazing just to even look at the skyline and see pyramids. I mean, it was just incredible. That's so cool. Um, what would the name of your autobiography be? Hmm. Wow. See, I'm a, I'm a slow ponderer. I'm not sure the rapid fire question (laughs) is my strong point. That's okay. Um, That's the beauty of it. We can come back to them. I think it would have something to do with, um, transformation or butterflies. I love, I love that idea of, 
um, coming out of your cocoon and becoming something so beautiful and in flight. So I don't have the exact title, but it would probably have something to do with that. Well, that makes sense. You wouldn't have the exact title because the story is not even done being written yet. So (laughs) of course you don't. Thanks for being so nice about that. No, it's true. Um, So what is your favorite snack? And I think I know what you might say to this one because you told me you liked one of my recipes before the call. Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) Right now, hands down, it's the beet smoothie. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Well, I'll post that link below so everybody else can try it. Absolutely. (laughs) What is your favorite summer vegetable that's in season right now? Ooh, I do love um, zucchini. Oh, it's so good. I love What's it. What's your favorite way to prepare it lately? You know, I sometimes I love it just steamed with butter and salt. Really good. It's really good sautéed in like coconut oil. And yes. I even stick it in my smoothies and it's perfect to like thicken them up. So that's something to try. Oh, I haven't done that. But I will put zucchini in any vegetable dish. I just love it. It's so good and really mild, but there's still something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so staying with the food topic, what is your favorite um, New York City meal? You know, I, I would have said pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like my tastes are changing right now, and I'm not so drawn to pasta anymore. I used to absolutely love it. Um, yeah, so I'll have to get back to you on that one, too, what my new taste buds want. Probably. Maybe it's zucchini pasta. Maybe. (laughs) So um, what is your favorite weekend activity? When you're not writing and you're just hanging out, what is your favorite thing to do? I love to read. I absolutely love it. I love that. Where is your favorite place to go read or is it in your your house? A, A lot of times it's just on the couch. Yeah, just really, you know, cozied up inside and and getting lost in a book. I love that. So what is your favorite or what superpower would you have if you could have only one superpower? You know, I kind of love the idea of invisibility. Mm, that that would be really cool. That'd be really convenient. <laughs> yeah. Um and then and staying on this like supernatural stuff, if I was a genie and I was going to grant you three wishes, what would those wishes be? One for sure would be I would wish to be able to support myself as a writer. That would be number one. Um, Number two would probably be to find a really sort of healthy, good two-way partnership with someone. And three... um, Unlimited bravery. Mm. Those are three really good grounded wishes. I really like those a lot. <laughs> that was a really good answer. Um, what is your favorite time of the day? I really love that sort of calm uh, 10 a.m. to noon mm, area. Me too. Yeah, something about that, like it's morning, but it's not too early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good time. What's your favorite day of the week? I kind of love Thursday. Me too. (laughs) You want to know why? Because I think that Thursday is so great because it's like 
you're you're looking it's like the weekend's right there but it's not yes. over yet and it hasn't come yet but it's like right there exactly. I always think of Thursday is like kind of like it's it's the new Friday exactly <laughs> it's like the pre-weekend yeah it's amazing good answer um who's the funniest person you know personally or sure. I mean in terms of famous people I think Amy Poehler is one of the funniest people I've super funny oh my god I love her so funny um, yeah um what is your favorite way to relax after a after a long day I love taking a bath hmm. I think I'm part fish <laughs> me too or maybe you're just a mermaid yes definitely um so what are the the first three things you do when you get up in the morning um, I usually, well, besides brushing my teeth, um, <laughs> I feed the cats, I have a cup of tea and, um, read my email. I love that. And what are the last three things, um, that you do before you go to sleep at night? Um, I read, sometimes I read a book. Sometimes I meditate, um, and I guess just I like that that feeling of going around and turning off all the lights in the apartment, just that winding down yeah, feeling. me too. Sometimes blowing out candles if they're on or mm -hmm. can't forget. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, why don't you leave us in Wonderland with the best advice that you ever received? Oh, you know, it's funny. It's very similar to one of the questions you asked me. One time I was really struggling with the idea of should I take a job? When I worked in the film business, I worked freelance, so it was job to job. And I was really struggling. At one point, my mom had offered to take me on a trip with her to Ireland, and I had been offered a job that conflicted with those dates. And a friend of mine said, if you are looking back on your life, which of those things would you rather remember that that job you know is it an exciting movie to work on or that trip with your mom and it was just like the clouds parted and I knew exactly which choice to make so what did you do I went on the trip with my mom of course good <laughs> good I, I was hoping you said that but I had to know um well that's amazing thank you so much for all of your wisdom and all the great insights and advice that you shared with us. So can you tell people where to find you so they can um, find out more about your work? Yes. Um, so the website is 37vibrations.com. And at the website are all the social media links to Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter. And please come visit. I would love to see your comments. Awesome. We'll have all of those links below. And thank you so much for being here, Linda. This was amazing spending time with you in Wonderland. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was so much fun to talk to you, and I'm so happy that you're part of the project and taking such good care of Bottle 13. Yay. Well, you guys will see lots more of Bottle 13 in Wonderland because I am hanging out with it for at least a little longer. I think I know where I want it to go, but I have more. it has more time here with me. So Awesome. I'm sure it is just loving it. I, I'm loving sure it loves it. being in Wellness Wonderland. 
It does, it does. And the Wellness Wonderland loves having it. So thank you guys. Have a wonderful day and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Dalebout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.